I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have my partner, Scott, on, and today is episode number 69. I want to do a little shout out to Alexander Stockwell, who told us the other day, you better have a super spicy episode number 69. So girlfriend, here you go. So in the spirit of 69, which is all about reciprocity, mutual pleasure, mutual desire that I've got to have you right now. I'm so turned on. I want you in my mouth because that's what 69 is. Today's episode is all about how to keep long-term relationships hot. In that same spirit, I have a butt plug over my left shoulder. There's a vagina pillow and a penis pillow. I just wanted to make sure to set the visuals for you guys. If you're listening to this on a podcast channel, instead of watching it on YouTube or Spotify, also he's now playing with the butt plug, um, you're missing out. You need to come find us on video. So to me... If you think about 69, Scott, and we talk about this a lot, it's fun in theory. It's it's uh, definitely used a lot in porn. And what happens is like, it's actually really quite impractical. Yeah, you know, family, yes. yeah, there's a lot of like um, planking involved and like tabletop maneuver. I'm thinking in terms of yoga, like core body strength. Um, I feel like there's also kind of a mental challenge and like keeping focused on the other person's pleasure instead of just, which is my problem, falling into this like delirium of my own pleasure and every lick and stroke and whatever it is that you're doing to me. So to me, 69 is a bit impractical Um, and it's not what stokes that fire long term. It's sexy. Sometimes it's fun to watch in porn. Um, maybe it's a once a year like acrobatic event that you and your partner do, but it's not something that long-term keeps you connected. So Scott, let's talk about some things that I'm giving him my notes here, by the way. Let's talk about some things that like keep that fire burning long-term. We're in year two together. Yeah. We have a fuck ton of sex, y'all, like at least once a day. How do we keep it fun, spicy, connected, uh, where we want each other? Well, I think uh, you, the 69 thing makes a good point because, yeah, it sounds really hot and it, it seems like a really spicy thing to do. It also requires just kind of some uh, obnoxious logistics. <laughs> like... I, I know I have a pretty good idea at this point of what the optical optimal angle is if I'm gonna go down on you or a partner. And the 69 thing is not it. I can't bend my neck. I don't know what human could bend their neck in that way to uh, you know, get the right pressure, the right um, the right, you know, direction, the right, right pathway for the tongue. When you're in that position, you have to like fold your neck at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> and you're talking about being up, right? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so what I'm getting at is when we're like, if we're in bed cuddling or we're yeah. sitting on the couch and I'm yeah. just teasing you and yeah. fondling you and getting you all warmed up. Like our go-to is definitely not, okay, now let's go do some ridiculous acrobatics to get into this hot 69 position. It's like, let's go in there and just get our bodies together and uh, mm-hmm. and put our mouths on each other in a, in a way that feels natural and, you know, get connected. Um, and that's really hot. Yeah, it is really hot. You know, lately it's been super uncomplicated and it's been like daddy spoon, like mama spoon wrapped together and being naked in that allows for like so much touch and so many angles and like my favorite places to be touched. And then that always gets us both turned on. And it's such an easy, really practical position. Like you don't need a comma suture for that. Yeah. Um, 
Though we have kind of been experimenting with some <laughs> some new positions, some slight scissoring. Uh, but like, and that that didn't come of like seeing, like looking through a a, a book of positions or something and thinking, "Ooh, this one looks really hot. Let's try mm -hmm. this." It's just we're feeling around each other, and then like our bodies just kind of move into this uh, new position we haven't tried before, and it's like, "Oh, wow, this is a." exciting new sensation mm -hmm. uh you know things are rubbing together in a in a way we haven't really felt before and then that kind of gets incorporated into uh what we what we normally do like maybe how we normally start off mm -hmm. sorry we had to pause to uh, let a dog out i wouldn't i want to talk a little bit about so we've talked about so far how deep long-term sex doesn't have to be overly complicated how what's worked for us has been organically finding movement or organically finding positions that feel sexy and natural and that your body wants to move into. Um, what I've found as well for us that really seems to work is really deep connected sex. So we're part of a group together. And one of the questions last week was something about quickies, like, tell us your favorite quickie position, tell us your favorite quickie place. And it was kind of hard for me to figure out like, okay, well, after over all the time that we've been together, like how many quickies have we even had? Maybe a handful? Like, yeah, a, just a tiny fraction. Um, yeah. And I think because for us, we like that energetic connection. We really like that sensual touch, both of us. And so we spend a lot of time in that. And there have been a few. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think just the other night, we ended up having one at like 3 a.m. in the morning because it was one of those, like, <laughs> I have to have you inside me right now. And then I know we've had one. That, when... that wasn't really a quickie, though. Like, um... that actually lasted a bit. The quickie is like, oh, you've got you've got 30 minutes between a couple of business calls yeah. and then you come pull me out of my office. But I, I think, um, yeah, that's happened it, a few times. I think it may be also important to, to recognize that we have the luxury of not usually being in a hurry. I yeah. mean, you, you, we both pretty much set our own schedules. We don't have, uh, a busy, demanding all day work day, and then kids every night that we're having to constantly uh, tend to. Mm -hmm. So we have the luxury of time to to really just indulge in each other, as opposed to mm. all right, we haven't you know we haven't had sex in three weeks. We got. <laughs> 20 minutes here let's go bang it out just to just to say we did or just to get close for a minute and yeah. then go back to these disconnected lives and i think a lot of that is by design it, the, there's intentionality around the way that we live our life anyway and there's definitely intentionality around sex so i want to talk about what you just said a minute ago about like we we don't have to worry about kids or bedtimes or whatever it was that you mentioned I think a lot of people that have kids do use them as an excuse. Now, granted, we don't have little yeah. kids. We have young teenagers. Yeah, they're rather independent. But they're rather independent. And I think a big part of that is that you fostered that independence between us and them. They are definitely now feeling like they're in charge of their own lives and their own, um, like, who is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, keeping, get like, entertainment factors and um, they're curious so they're upstairs like googling things about the solar system so anyway it gives us space and so when they are home with us when they're not with their dad sometimes we just close the door turn on some music and take an hour <laughs> for ourselves or at nighttime we do the same thing we tell them we're going to sleep have fun yeah. we shut the door and lock it <laughs> and do whatever we want to do um, so I think that there's a lot of intentionality around our sex and that it's really important to us and we want and crave each other. And so we make it happen. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's great being able to have that, that freedom just at pretty much any, any time during the day when we're just really feeling uh, into each other and feeling turned on by each other, which seems to happen pretty consistently we can just go spend some spend some time doing that. Spend some time 
putting our hands on each other. And um, yeah, I, I love that sense that it never really feels like we're in a rush. So I'm not, so I'm not like, when can we fit in a quickie? Again, I get, I think it's maybe another, another thing that like just the idea of the quickie seems kind of hot. There are all kinds of things that seem kind of hot or seem really hot. Uh, but and maybe I'm an outlier here. They they often strike me, or at least an outlier in in this group we've uh, become associated with. Uh, these these things that seem kind of hot seem more like theatrical or, or performative to me, and less about just a natural flow that's that's bringing us together and uh, and and having us, you know embrace and be immersed in our own uh connected uh passion for each other um that that certainly turns me on a lot more than the idea of you know performing some new fetish act or or something you know incorporating a new toy uh i just i i just like getting my hands and mouth and body all all over you <laughs> and like that that still really does it for me yeah i i, I huh. the first thing i want to say i always go to like our blueprints because yeah i think ours are very much the same and so I that makes things easy i'll put a link in the show notes to um jaya's erotic blueprint quiz if you haven't taken it i encourage you to take the paid version not because i get anything from it but because then you understand at least your top two blueprints um so for me again scott and i are very centrally connected like you can't see my hand but i'm holding his right now he's touching me like there's this loop of energy between the two of us i'm getting wet just sitting next to him having this conversation just saying it's true oh yeah yeah we can go bang it out after this <laughs> um we're also very energetically connected so we're centrally connected we're energetically connected and that's very different than, let's say, if you were very high in energy and I was very high in kink, we couldn't be having this conversation while you, like, give me a whack. <laughs> like, it's not going to work, right? Um, so anyway, it's important, I think, that you understand your specific blueprint and your partners. I did do an episode on this, and I'll put a link in the show notes of how to take their blueprint and how to kind of make love to them all day so that at the end of the day they're ready. If they're energetic, you've had an energetic connection and exchange all day. Maybe you've sexted. If they're sensual, maybe you're sending them pictures of um, what you're wearing or something sexy that you did, or you're um, sending them off with a little makeout session in the morning. Um, you kind of get the idea. So we've talked about I would say like some ways that we do foreplay, some ways that we figured out positions that work well for us. I don't know if we've talked a lot about the connection that we have when we have sex, like that looking into each other's eyes, that like deep soul connection, even just the sweet, like when we're laying on the pillow next to each other and we're like looking at each other and rubbing our fingers over each other, like that sweet connection in the beginning. If you're thinking about, again, from a meta perspective, long-term relationships, keeping them hot, keeping them connected, how important is deep connection for you? Well, when you when you talk about that, when you mentioned connection, I'm I'm thinking, what does that really mean? What does that feel like? Yeah. And I think about how I think about how like when, when we're together and I'm I'm moving my hands around on you and I'm I'm feeling you. And for me, that connection manifests in the form of me being trying to be very attentive to how you are responding to everything I'm doing or trying to read your body, your body language, your expressions and and feel intuitively what it is you want me to do or where you want my hands to go or not not necessarily like you're directing me but um but trying to have a sense of 
okay, I understand you. I recognize your body language and I can feel where you're like, where my fingers need to go next. That's, that's really going to drive you wild or, uh, or what the pace needs to be as opposed to, you know, performing a routine, even if mm -hmm. oftentimes maybe it seems like we do have a pretty, you know, regular, uh, sequence of <laughs> sequence <laughs> of action um yeah at least lately yeah because it works yeah <laughs> but um it's not if i never approach it like okay these are these are the uh the actions that i need to perform and go down a checklist mm -hmm. I, I and so when when you say connection or when i think of connection i think a lot of that is about really being able to read your partner and and understand what is working for them and what what's feeling great and 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 being intuitive enough to let that guide and and you're you're the same way like you know how to read me and you can read like what uh what touch and what sensation is uh is really uh is really pushing me toward uh up that hill and yeah. Uh, Can I ask you a question sure. about that? Okay. I feel like you're much better than it than me. Like, I still feel like I'm guessing something as simple as like, does he want my fingernails? Does he want like just the tips of my fingers? Does he want more shoulder and arm play? Does he want lower body? Like, I still feel like I'm learning your body, but you are obviously a master of mine because it works really well. So how would you encourage men that are listening to this? We have several even that we've encountered even just over the last few months that are like kind of confused about how do I intuitively know what my woman wants or how do I turn her on through touch like how I don't understand how to listen for the cues or is there like a more sultry way to do it than direct? Like, I love what you were talking about. It's not like we have a set of checklists. Like we're not going off to like an Apollo mission where there's this checklist of like clicking buttons and flipping knobs, which I've experienced before, which is not fun when you know the very next move is like right nipple, you know, left nipple, um, yeah. you know, kiss on the left part of your neck. Like that's not fun. And I feel like for you, there's, there's this, <laughs> it's kind of an innocence about it. Like it starts where you'll kind of take your arm and like brush it across me this way. Like just high enough where you're not on my nipple, but I want you to be. <laughs> and then what happens? Like, how do you know that I want more? Oh, well, I can, I mean, I can feel it. I can feel it in your breath. I can feel the way your, your body starts to move. Like you start, you know, kind of pushing your ass up against me and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I know, like, I know where she wants this to go. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I like to. I like to tease you a bit. I like to, you know, not go straight in uh, because it's, <laughs> Literally. it's fun to build that anticipation. And um, I think, I think also to your point about having a finding me a little more challenging to read. I think it's because that's kind of been ingrained into me over time of of mostly being. Uh, by myself or being incredibly independent it's maybe maybe a little more difficult for me to um to express uh, a desire for something express desire for somebody else to do something for me mm -hmm. and and that's not just in bed that's in 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 pretty much all aspects of of my behavior um and i think that's probably not uncommon to to men in general. I mean, I've seen a lot of women say that they wish that their partners were more expressive or or made more noise. And I think it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a, a difficult balance because on one hand, if I'm 
you know, if I'm trying to please you, a lot of my a lot of my sensory focus is on that and it's it's on reading you. And so maybe I forget to uh, let myself in, enjoy the sensation of, of whatever you're doing or to to the degree that I can respond to it like vocally or respond to it in my body language. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just something that I'll I'll have to get more comfortable with yeah. or, or like let myself be more expressive. You have become a lot more expressive lately, mm. even just this morning. How does it feel when I react to you being vocal? Oh, well, it's great. It spurs me on. It, it it's uh it's kind of exhilarating and and motivating and makes me want to to keep doing that. Would you give our listeners some examples of some of the ways that what <laughs> hmm. yeah because i think a lot of men really struggle with this so it could be as easy as a moan like a heavy breath i i found i mean this is my own experience but i i like gr a little grunting <laughs> like i like that masculine um like a little caveman vibes, but definitely like more of a dominance vibe. Um, I mean, I'm happy to share. You don't have to share. Um, <laughs> I like when you, we've been, we've been playing a bit with um, on like, it's it called on demand orgasming or like, like on command. There we go. Oh. On, not on demand. This is not Netflix, but on command orgasms. You like that. You like, I it. love that. You like when I'm like, all right. Now I, I want you to come though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so again, men, if you're listening and you're really hesitant to be vocal, trust me that your woman wants you to. Really, they do. And play around with some of this. It can be light, it can be light as as light as you know, you just making kind of a grunty moany sound. Show her that you enjoy having sex with her. Yeah. Sometimes I ask Scott, like this morning, I'm like, how does it feel to be inside me? Because he was being really quiet. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking hear you. So I'm like, how does it feel? Tell me how it feels. You know, like, does it feel good? Do you like it? Do you like how wet I am? Whatever. Like, I just kind of make up things to try to hear him be vocal. And then that encourages him to... Are you so embarrassed right now? I'm sorry. It can it it encourages him to be more kind of commanding and what he wants to hear from me or how he wants me to perform. So I've I've had experiences where um you know the man is like, I want you to come for me, right? Or like I want this or I want that. And it's really fucking sexy. I'll yeah. stop. I feel like you want to say something. No, I, uh I lost my train of thought. Was... No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, that. <clears throat> anyway, yes, please use your voice. What else was I going to say? The last part to me is feeling each other's energy. And so I wanted to touch on this because I get a lot of questions when I say things like, I had 15 orgasms. Like, I'm not lying. I literally had 15 orgasms. And for the woman that's listening, going, I don't even know how to have one orgasm. Like I've never even orgasmed in my life. You see his hands. <laughs> um, the first thing that I would say is learn how to feel your own energy system. And there's ways to do that. I'm not going to talk about that on the podcast. But once you can feel your own energy, you can begin to feel your partner's energy. And there's a way that you can kind of like I, I say this to Scott, I have no idea if he even understands what I'm saying, but when I'm near him, don't yawn. I'm sorry. When I'm near him, I can kind of mentally, I, I have this kind of like an opening of a flower image that goes on in my head where like I kind of command all of my cells to come on board, my whole body to open to him, like a flower that's opening. And I can feel it, like it, it starts as kind of like a, pinprick energy where it kind of starts here maybe it goes down my neck it hits my nipples and then it goes down i love when you describe it for me as it's happening it's too. so hot and it's like my energy system kind of like connects into his 
And then I start to get wet. Then I start to get excited. Then I start to feel this connection with you, which is what we just talked about, about connecting that then makes me be able to orgasm for you makes me be able to feel every touch, every breath, hear every word. I, I'll i stop here, but I'm curious, like, Scott, how do you feel when our energy is in sync maybe versus not in sync? Can you pick up on anything? Oh, yeah, I love it. And it's uh, it's it's really easy to feel like days where we're feeling really, really connected and or I can feel that you're, you have this like constant level of, you know, being a little turned on and I can just walk up behind you and, and brush my fingers across your back. And it, and it kind of keeps you primed throughout the day uh, versus days where, you know, we've had a miscommunication or something, or we're uh, misaligned on something and it's like there's a void between us. Mm-hmm. So which which then makes me want to reestablish that warm connection. But I yeah, I, I really enjoy that that idea that I can, you know, just come up to you randomly throughout the day and give you a hug or just a light caress and it and it keeps you it keeps you like vibrating throughout the day yeah and um and keeps us feeling connected and feeling warm toward each other almost almost like uh like a very very mildly intoxicated uh for each other which is such an important feeling to know how to get back to when you're in long-term relationship so i think some ways to know Am I staying connected energetically with my partner or not? Is how does your body feel? You you were talking about kind of like this abyss, this cavern that's in between us. I feel it kind of like a shell where I'm very much in my own energy and you're very much in your own energy. And there's like, no, it's not penetrating each other. It feels very cold, right? And when we're online and everything's open like the flower, right? To your point, it's intoxicating. It's like throughout the day, I find we gravitate to each other. We'll like, I'll be in the kitchen and he'll hear me and he'll come out and put his hands on me. Um, Or he'll be doing something in his office and I'll want to come in. And then as he's sitting in his chair, like put my arms around him or touch him in some way, or we'll give each other a kiss a couple of times throughout the day. Again, we work from home and are home most of the time and have created a life intentionally to be able to do this. So that really helps. So I guess my encouragement to you would be if you're feeling that coldness, you're feeling that cavern, you're not feeling connected to your partner, it's okay. And then back to my previous point on conscious communication, like have those talks. When we feel misaligned, I think both of us quickly within the day try to find time to talk about it. Like what happened and why are you feeling this way? And why are you feeling off? And like, how can I help? And what can we do to plug back into each other? And then to me, that then you're kind of like next leveling in the video game of life And you feel even more connected when you do plug back into each other. You want to have deep connected sex again that night um, or that day or whatever. Um, And then that feeling of kind of that being intoxicated and even more in love kind of recharges and comes back together. How do you feel about this? Sorry, I was, my mind was going toward a, a completely different direction there. Yeah, for a you want to take us somewhere else? Um, well, I was thinking about. Uh, well, I was actually I was looking at your notes here about um, embracing growth and uh, and staying feisty, and I started started thinking about that. But, um, Please lead us into that. That's fun. I, I, I think I think we've we've gotten the point across about totally. staying connected okay. with each other. Um, something I, I was thinking about that maybe ties into embracing growth mm-hmm. um, is I imagine as a lot of your l- listeners know, you've had this not just fascination with, but intense desire to 
explore and pursue some aspects of uh, of non-monogamy or openness, exploring uh, some aspects of an open relationship, and which which you view as as growth, and I can see that to a degree. Um, and it's not something that I felt naturally inclined toward, but I did feel naturally inclined to uh, participate with you in whatever aspects of your sexuality you felt uh, drawn to explore. So we've kind of uh, dabbled in this um, non-monogamy. Uh, I'm a little loath to say lifestyle because I don't I don't like identifying with that label but uh for for simplicity's sake we can say we've we've uh, kind of dipped our toes into that world and something that occurred to me is it's it's really hot to think about like bring another woman into the bedroom and flirting with another woman or flirt or for people in general that are doing this you know flirting with another potential partner or another couple and i thought about how you know a lot of times we'll be in bed and uh you'll you know tell me about some flirty conversation you had with a with another woman or i'll tell you about a a woman that i've talked with and that we're interested in and you'll describe you know things you want to see me you, you want us to do with her or things you want to see me doing with her mm-hmm. and i was thinking there's that there's this fine line that i have to be mindful of where you thinking something hot mm-hmm. is what turns me on and what drives me as opposed to me just thinking oh well this this lady's really hot i want to the thing that's driving me is I want to play with this other woman or I want to have sex with this other woman. And I have to differentiate between that and being like, I want to, I'm excited about this other woman participating because Jen's going to think it's really hot. Like, because I'm going to be able to look over and see how much it turns Jen on for me to be, you know, using my hands on this other woman. And so I think there's a, there's a, a potential there, like maybe a fork in the path where one way I could be, you know, just diving into this, this, uh, this, this opportunity to just keep flirting with and going after other women, Mm. uh, and and letting the exhilaration of that turn me on versus the other the other branch of the path is i derive exhilaration from the idea that us doing this together is really going to turn you on mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah absolutely and i think maybe that's maybe that's a potential pitfall for people who who get into this lifestyle uh hoping that it's going to add or maintain spice in their relationship mm. when in actuality i think it it presents a lot of potential to to draw uh, a couple apart and so i have to make sure that i'm enjoying this and finding excitement in it for the right reason for the purpose of us having some you know having something exciting together Mm -hmm. versus just chasing after exciting new opportunities where you're tangential or you're you're kind of a a side part of that Mm. yeah and i i really appreciate that that's that's how you uh like not only view but also execute on our extracurricular activities that (laughs) you are so mindful of does this woman also like Jen? And if yes, then I'll bring her to the table. And if not, we can be friends, which I appreciate. Yeah. If if, like something I've thought uh, I've been aware of, if I've been 
chatting or flirty with uh, with another woman is does she seem excited about at least as excited about Jen as she seems interested in me because that's what that really does it for me if like you know she talks about how hot she thinks you are oh. or how she wants to talks about it with you being involved or fantasizes about you mm-hmm. being involved in that like that that really does it for me yeah and i would say same from the enjoying pleasuring you with someone else and watching how that brings you delight and pleasure in your own face and your yeah. own actions um sharing you definitely turns me on and doing some spicy stuff together. So when we do find a woman that's interested in both of us, if we're going to send her naughty pictures, doing it together, yeah. doing it in a way that incorporates both of us um, so that it's very... I know. Doing it in a very unified way is is really hot and sexy. And not that we're saying, of course, if you're listening to this and you're in the lifestyle and you date separately... Absolutely fantastic for you. Our dynamic is that we date together. Um, and so that's obviously just our perspective. Do you have anything else to add to this? Or can I add a couple other areas of growth that oh, are good. not sex related? Okay. <laughs> what I have found really exciting about having you as a partner, Scott, is that you're committed to growth in your entire life. And I think a lot of that is just who you are. It makes what you're made of. I think you've always been curious. You've always been a learner. You know, your Stephen Hawkins book and your find when you were in like junior high or however old you were that it kind of set you off into this engineer and space stuff that you like. You're constantly learning. You're in an engineering program right now. You've got at least one degree already. You're about to have the second one. Like, Well, same with you, you know, constantly looking for new ways to expand your business or take take your take your business into or, or create new opportunities or or you know learn you're, you're so willing and eager to hear new perspectives and learn new ways of viewing things and i and and you're incredibly successful at it as well uh which i find i find you challenging and formidable and it's such it's god it's so attractive like it keeps me mm-hmm. really uh really <laughs> uh turned on by you and, and desiring you and the way that you uh grow and are enthusiastic about growing baby thank you so well, many nice you. things <laughs> let's just kiss each other's ass oh my god oh, yeah we still have one more point <laughs> i think the way i would close out the growth segment is if you're dating and you are trying to be interesting and nobody seems to think you're very interesting go get curious like have things to talk about um I think it's important to have this kind of this this energy of curiosity throughout your entire life. And Scott is the first partner I've ever had that like actually has the same level of curiosity. And throughout the day, you know, it's like, oh, I'm curious about that. Let me go get on Google. <laughs> oh, what's that song? Let me Shazam that and add that into my playlist. Like there's constantly this level of curiosity that I think spices up the rest of our lives, which brings us into our final point, which I'm going to let you lead because this was yours. Stay feisty. Well, I I mean, stay feisty is... I mean, I cued it up. That's your wording. My wording was was stay challenging, but it's kind of, it kind of follows on from what what you were just describing, Mm -hmm. but also maybe, you know, in a one aspect of that is is being playful uh being i don't know if hard to get is what came to my mind was like occasionally you get a little bit bratty or you demonstrate uh personality traits that i have to adapt to not and not in any sense being difficult i don't i don't mean that in be difficult but be dynamic, uh, be willing to express new aspects of your personality or express, express whims and, 
and be playful. And, you know, sometimes you, you surprise me that even, even, well, I guess for me, it seems like a, a, a pretty substantial period of time that we've been together and mm-hmm. a, a little over a year, but then there are people that have been together for so much longer, yeah. but, um, you know, I, you still will, these little aspects of your personality, you'll, you'll, uh, will jump out at times and and catch me by surprise and <laughs> i find that exciting i find that exciting that you're you're willing to to let yourself express uh these different playful aspects of your personality um but in a more general sense i would say stay challenging in the sense that it 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 goes along with the growth you're always trying to uh, grow who you are as a person and that makes you a little bit intimidating a person who's able to grow and a person who's able to learn and is desires learning and desires uh, uh, making the most of new opportunities that's a little intimidating because the default state is complacency i think a lot of people are are complacent and they become complacent in who they are they become complacent in their relationships they uh and and there's something to be said for that there's something to be said for feeling completely comfortable and mm-hmm. accepted but at the same time i think that it's it's important to to always be trying to be a more worthwhile person for yourself and for your partner and um so i i appreciate that about you that i appreciate that i that i always find you a little bit challenging and a little bit intimidating not not difficult and not uh like you cause me anxiety but you give me the thrill of always needing to pursue you and needing to to stay on my game for you Mm. Which is which is fun, which is which is an exciting and exhilarating feeling. Okay, I want to go back to your <clears throat> appreciation of me being feisty mm-hmm. or playful or bratty, or sometimes I put on a different persona. Sometimes I use a really obnoxious British accent oh, that God. he hates that I think is hilarious. <laughs> that's that that's not sexy. That's just well, okay. That's, that's... <laughs> Now we know how he really feels. I want to go. I guess it's sexy and it makes me want to like spank you when you do that. So that's my part of my bratiness. I'm like, spank that accent out of your mouth. Scotland, (laughs) let's play. Yeah. (laughs) Or or like gag you, you know. Oh, that's kind of fun. I like it when you do that. Um, Okay, I want to go back to that feeling of of being. I tell you what, I said I was going to fuck the brattiness right out of you. Yeah, I like it when you do that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, the first thing I want to say is, I'm being serious, so you got to ca- calm down. Your okay. Okay. The first thing I want to say is, um, sometimes you don't feel safe to be bratty. Sometimes that's not something that you get to do. And I would say in my last relationship, it wasn't that I didn't feel safe to be bratty. It felt like my partner couldn't handle it, that he would have his feelings hurt, that he wouldn't understand what I was trying to do. He wasn't sinking with your sense of humor. No. And so I instead felt, and I think a lot of you that are listening are going to feel the same way, instead I felt a tremendous responsibility to take care of everyone to do the laundry and do the chores and like make the dinner and, and be this business owner and like all of this tremendous responsibility on my shoulders where I didn't get to feel bratty. It it didn't come up. It's never come up before until you. Mm. And when you moved in and I realized that you're hilarious and you're kind of bratty and you're, you're this just fun energy. Like my nervous system finally felt calm enough to be able to breathe and then like step into that energy where I remember one day in the kitchen, I don't know if I was changing out the trash or doing something I normally would have done anyway. 
And I was feeling a little irritated with you for whatever reason. And I started being a little bit bratty. And then you met me and not like you didn't cower to my brattiness. You didn't act like you couldn't contain it. And in fact, you kind of roped your energy into it and you were like, oh, really? And then you do that mocking girl voice that you do whenever I say something and you're like, oh, really? Is that what you want? And I was like, fuck, yeah, this guy can hold me. I can be a little brat and he's okay with it. And I don't do it very often. I did do it this morning and it resulted in some very nice sex play that we had this morning. So thank you for letting me feel safe enough to be able to let the brat come out a little bit. And if you're listening to this and you find I've never gotten to put that energy on, like I've I've never gotten to step into brat or step into princess or step into queen or like whatever the energy is that you really want to feel, maybe take a look at your life, take a look at your relationship and see if you've he's yawning again. I'm sorry. See if you've created an environment intentionally to foster that safety so that you can feel that. So in other words, are you so fucking overwhelmed with paying your bills and surviving? You're not going to be able to be bratty and fun. You're not going to get to have sex every day. You're in survival mode, right? So what little things can you do in your life to slow down? Can you get in your schedule and block time off for yourself, block time off for self-pleasure, block time off for sex with your partner, block time off to breathe or read a book? That's where things start. It's all in your calendar. That is like my secret to life. Start to put breathing room in so that you are okay. Then take a look at your relationship. Like, am I with a partner that supports me fully and allows me to be playful and allows me to be a little bratty and wants to have sex with me, that desires to have sex with me? I mean, this is episode 69. It's about sex, right? Scott, I know that, you know. Which one isn't? (laughs) That's true. I know that, um, you know, back to the desire thing, we have something very unique with each other where I think there's kind of this this constant pulsing of desire between the two of us that makes us want to make love often. Have anything you want to say about that? And is it different than other relationships that you've been in? And why do you think it's there? I don't know. Well, it's definitely different from other relationships I've, I've been in because I've, I've never been I've said this to you a lot of times and it's a little bit hyperbolic, but I, I don't feel like I've ever been in a relationship with, with a grown up woman before, like a a woman who was, uh, successful and capable and, and mature and, you know, at, at about the same place in life where I am, or at least, Mm -hmm. you know, in quite a while. I don't know. Maybe this is a whole. This is probably a whole other topic or episode or something. But I think there there are a lot of a lot of men who uh, who chase after somebody that they that is not a challenge for them and that they can easily uh, intellectually or emotionally uh, dominate and mm-hmm. um, and I haven't. I don't feel like I've chased that before, but it's just so happened that the the few relationships I've had in recent years have been with people that I didn't feel were were any sort of a, a challenge for me at, at the risk of sounding arrogant. Um, they, you know, they were a few years younger and just not at not at nearly the same place in life where I was. And so I think one of the big things that keeps it so exciting with you is that I, I feel like I'm with uh, an, an equal or somebody who, who exceeds me in ways and, and challenges me to, uh, to keep up. And so that, that's, that's been a big part of this for me, that that keeps it exciting and keeps it uh, arousing. Mm. Yum. I mean, that feels like a pretty good place to stop this podcast, to end it. I feel like we've covered a lot of different things, including, let's see, what did we start at? Take us down the road. 
Do you remember what we started at? I like to do uh, a little recap. Oh yeah, with the impracticality of of sixty nining, or just sometimes the stuff that that sounds really hot, that sounds stereotypically hot, is maybe not the best way to uh, to really explore a connection mm -hmm. and or maintain a connection or deepen a connection. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a fun act to put on, but it's not the same as really being joined together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we talked about embracing growth, growth in our own sex lives, growth in just being a fun and interesting human, mm -hmm. growth in being constantly curious and how that is super arousing to someone that you know, is your partner or that if you're, if you're dating, um, I remember the second time I, st I was dating. So I it was divorced. I know I was like, we're going to have this podcast, but, um, I remember the first question that men asked me was, what are your hobbies? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like keeping humans alive and changing diapers. Like I haven't read a book in a decade. Like I'm literally just, that's where I'm at in life. And so if you are dating and people maybe don't think you're interesting enough to swipe right, go get curious, go learn some new shit, go join a group. I don't know, go do some yoga, <laughs> be an interesting enough person. Yeah, really. I think I feel bad but uh, saying that, but a lot of people like that, a lot of people complain about, you know, nobody's interested in them. And it's like, well, are you an interesting person? Do you do mm -hmm. like, do you challenge yourself? Do you, and not just to sound interesting, do you like, I think, a lot, I think maybe people do things uh, to appear interesting, but that's, that's different from doing things to just maximize your potential as a person and to, and to, and to take on new challenges that again, that's, I love other, that. Yeah. Cause now you asked me, now we're on dating apps and pe that people still ask the same question. What do you like to do? What are you into? I mean, Scott and I can ramble for like hours, like you know, yeah. drumming and priestessing and yogaing and music and this and that. And it's not just keeping kids alive anymore. <laughs> planning our spring garden, you know? Um, and then the last thing that we talked about was staying feisty, being fun. Um, you want to talk, you want to end that with that one? Cause that one was yours. I, I think I, I've, uh, we did I've, it. Said my piece <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. It's really unique. We've never done anything like it. I appreciate you. Uh, if you're still here at the end and you're still listening, um, we appreciate you listening to the show. We appreciate you being a part of our lives. Um, please hit the subscribe button. Please write a review. I don't think I've ever asked for either of them before. And 69 episodes in feels like something I should be able to ask. So yeah. if you like this, please subscribe. If you like this, please write a review. Tell share, your friends. Share it with your friends. Share yeah. it with your friends. Scott's always sharing it on our dating apps. He's like, go listen to Jen. It's the best way to get to know us. Yeah. Um, so I'll end here. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.